0: Yo, today's QOT is I love to pay my bills. Here we go. Quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We got Jim Rohn back on the show. He's gonna talk about a subtle change that we can make when it comes to our attitude and our perceptions around paying taxes and paying bills. He talks about a few other things, but this is what I really love about it. You know, you know, tax day is coming up in a couple of weeks, and I can recall it's about seven, eight years ago. I made an absurd amount of money. Like it was absurd. And we had underestimated my quarterly taxes. And so I had to write an absurd check to the government. Like one of those checks, when you write it, you start to feel a little nauseous, like, oh, my God, do you know what I can do with all this money? This is this is insane. This isn't isn't fair. And I turned into this whole story. Right. I'm doing all this service in the world. I'm helping so many people and the government's Just going to come and take all my money. And I remember, you know, out of immaturity, really, the next year intentionally making far less money. So the government wouldn't be able to take all that money. So I wouldn't, you know, have to write that big check. And in hindsight, that was really silly. I want to write big checks to the government. Not that I agree with what they do with my money by any means, right? That's a whole other conversation. But writing big checks like that is an indication. It's a measurement for how much service I'm contributing to the world how much value that I'm adding. And so I don't mind the big checks anymore. Big checks are good. It's an honor to write checks like that. And I will never allow my tax bracket to stop my service. Again, that was immature. Number two is back in the day, I didn't always pay my bills on time. And the collections people would start calling and I would always be so mad at them for badgering me but now I pay my bills with gratitude. You know, when you move into a place or you get a new phone or whatever it is, like you go into an agreement with the company that they are going to provide you with cell phone service or electricity, the ability to light your home, to have heat, to wash and dry your clothes, right? To cook food and all that. Like you go into an agreement that you can use their service in exchange for money. And to me, I think it's a very fair exchange. If I got to pay a couple hundred dollars for electricity to, you know, feed myself and keep the lights on, I think that's a pretty good bargain. So instead of looking at, you know, our bills as this dreaded thing, let's just, just subtly shift our attitude about them and say, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for electricity and cell phone service, and gas, and heating, and all of that stuff, and again, pay bills with gratitude. Jim Rohn, he is coming up.
1: Let me just give you two or three more pieces of the scenario here, then I want to talk about communications, and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Here's two or three more parts of financial independence. Number one, keep strict accounts. This is the best of disciplines. Keep strict accounts. Did you ever hear this expression? I don't know where it all goes. Did you ever hear that? I don't know where it all goes. Oh, we'd love to have you run our company. You don't know where <laughs> it all goes. Whoa you ever hear this? It just gets away from me. It just seems it just gets away from me. Uh, we'd love to turn the world over you. It just gets away from you. Come on. you got to have better disciplines than that. Let that be the 90%. Let that be the scenario of the 97%, but don't let it be your scenario. Don't let it become your philosophy. Keep strict accounts. Next, a new attitude. I had to develop a new attitude as well as new concepts. Here's what I used to say. I hate to pay my taxes. Shelf said, well, that's one way to live. I thought, well, doesn't everybody hate to pay their taxes? He said, no. No, a few of us have gotten way past that. He says, once you understand what taxes are, here's what taxes are in our governmental system, in our society. Taxes is how you care and feed the goose that lays the golden eggs. Democracy and liberty and freedom. Free enterprise. Wouldn't you want to feed the goose that lays the golden eggs? Somebody says, well, the goose eats too much. That's probably (laughs) true. I understand that. Of course that's true. But see, better a fat goose than no goose... And here's the truth be known. We all eat too much. Let not one appetite accuse another. Of course, the government needs to go on a diet. So do most of us. But hey, you still have to care and feed the goose that lays the golden eggs once you understand that that's what it's for. See, it is so important, the right attitude. Here's what I used to say. I hate to pay my bills. You open up the mails, nothing but these window envelopes. Bills. I hate to pay my bills. Shelf said, well, that's one way to live. I said, well, doesn't everybody hate to pay their bills? He said, no, some of us are way beyond that. I said, is it possible to love to pay your bills? He said, yes. Reduce your liabilities? Increase your assets? Wouldn't you love to do that? So start a whole new attitude here. Next time you pay $100 on an account, put a little note in there and say, with great delight, I send you this $100. <laughs> I mean, they don't get many letters like that. (laughs) Reduce my liabilities, increase my assets. My picture's changing. My picture's improving. I love to pay my bills, keep the money in circulation, pay my taxes, feed the goose that lays the golden eggs. It's a matter of attitude. And here's the last on attitude. Everybody must pay. Of course, life is called opportunity, but life is called price. But we must all pay. We must all share One of the classic stories of all time from ancient Bible script says, Jesus one day and his disciples were standing by the church treasury, synagogue treasury, watching people as they came by and put their offering in the treasury. That wouldn't be a bad idea, Jesus and his disciples standing by the treasury while everybody walks by. Jesus says, how much was that? How much was that? Hmm, Interesting. And the story said some people came by, put in big amounts. Some people came by, put in modest amounts, average amounts. And the story says then a little lady comes by and puts in two pennies in the treasury. Jesus says to his disciples, look at that. Look at that. His disciples said, two pennies, two pennies. What's two pennies? Jesus said, no, you don't understand. She gave more than everybody else. They said, two pennies is more than everybody else? He said, Yes. Because I'm certain that her two pennies represented most of what she had. And if you give most of what you have, then you've given the most. Wow. What a lesson to learn. It's not the amount. It's what it represents of your life that counts. Now let me give you the wisdom of the scenario that did not occur. And this is the greatest of wisdom. And in my own particular peculiar brilliance, I have the ability to record for you what was not recorded in the scenario of the story. (laughs) Here's what did not occur, which may teach us one of the greatest of the wise things that was taught in this scenario. Here's here's what did not occur in the scenario. Jesus did not reach into the treasury and get this little lady's two pennies and run after her and say, Here, little lady, my disciples and I have decided that you're so pitiful... And you're so poor that we've decided to give you back your two pennies. I'm telling you, that did not occur. If it would have occurred, she would have, been, would have been what? Insulted. She would have rightfully said, I know my two pennies aren't much, but it represented most of what I had. And would you insult me by not letting me contribute what I wanted to contribute, even if it's only two pennies? I'm telling you, that did not occur. Here's part of the wisdom of the story that was not recorded. Jesus left her pennies in the treasury, meaning everybody has to pay, even if it's only pennies. That's the key. And whether you start with pennies or whether you start with dollars or whether you start with nothing, remember, part of the scenario is to spend, of course. Part of the scenario is to invest, and part of the scenario is to show a profit, and part of the scenario is to help take care of people who can't take care of themselves. If you'll set up your own philosophy, I'm not asking you to buy my philosophy. I'm not asking you to adopt my numbers. I'm only wanting to provoke you to think for you to come up with a splendid economic philosophy that's got you up early and got you up late. It's got you thinking and pondering ways to use your resources and turn it into the dreams you want for the future. And that's my little story on financial independence.
0: All right, that was Mr. Jim Rohn. His website is jimrohn.com. You can check out today's entire talk. It is on YouTube, it's called How to Have Your Best Year Ever. All right, my friends, we've got Dr. George Fraser on the show tomorrow. Don't forget to follow me on the Instagram. Also, check out my other podcast, my solo podcast, Mindset Coach, on your preferred podcast player. Also, if you want ad-free episodes, go to your app store, download the Stitcher app, and join Stitcher Premium for as low as $2.99 a month and listen to QOD Commercial Free. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace.